uh, first time ko. So, a lot of people greeted me today and yeah, so thank you. I receive it. I'm happy to be a father this time. For many years, I ako maging father ngayon. Uh, I'm very happy. Uh, my son is here, Zion. So, through Bambi, binati niya ako. Happy Father's Day. I want to share with you this, this survey that was conducted in a prison. And by the way, welcome Bob and Cynthia, our good friends from uh, California. Welcome. Glad you're here. I'm Cynthia uh, Cordero, right? And so in this prison, there was a survey conducted and they gave free cards, uh, greeting cards, like Happy Mother's Day cards and Happy Father's Day cards sa lahat ng mga inmates na nakakulong sa, sa prison. And so even the postage, they would send it. So if you were a prisoner, you would get a card and you could fill out, you know, Happy Mother's Day, Happy Father's Day. And then they would, so it was all free. And when in the survey, they were just checking, and for Mother's Day cards, a very high percentage of the prisoners took or received a card and sent their mother a Happy Mother's Day card. But when it came to the Father's Day cards, very few people took one. Bihira ho yung ano, tumanggap ng Father's Day cards because they didn't just, it was free, but they didn't really have a desire to send their father a greeting card. Bakit? Kasi in this world, sometimes people are a little bit distant with their fathers. May mga nangyayari and uh, maybe an absent father, uh, a hurtful father. Or, for whatever reason, seems like a lot of people struggle when it comes to their relationship with their fathers. And I hope you had a great relationship with your father. I hope you have great memories. If you did not, I hope you can restore that. I hope uh, there can be some forgiveness and reconciliations with your father. But... Fathers really are like the top button of a shirt. God has a certain order and a certain sequence of how He has uh, a desire to govern society, to govern the family, to govern the church, to govern a community. And there's an order. You see the buttons on my shirt? They're all the same size. They're all the same worth. There's no gold button here. They're all the same size. They're all the same worth. But they're in a certain order. Have you ever tried to button your shirt and you started wrong? You got the first button wrong and then by the time you got to the bottom, your shirt was like this, you know. And it was all out of order. It doesn't fit right. It's not functional. That's how it is with men in the society, with men in, in the house and in the church. If, you, if men will get into the right position as the top button, doesn't mean you're better or more valuable. It just means there's a different order. If a man and a father would be in his right position and, they, and, and get that right, get his position right, get his place right, then everything else will line up properly. So... 
We've seen men, married men, who are out there having sex outside of marriage. And that makes everything in the family go wrong. Single men who are just fooling around, playing like adolescents, immature, instead of seeking a godly wife. And that messes everything up. It wrecks young girls. It ruins dreams. It might be what you see on TV, glamorous and all of this happy ending, but it's all a big lie. That's not God's order for a married man or a single man. A father who leaves his family, that's not God's order. Even if you think that he's doing that to bless the family, to earn more money. Any father that leaves his family, is, that's not God's plan. Are you, are you with me? I don't want to offend you, but I'm telling you the truth. There's a certain order that God has for men and for fathers. A man is to work and provide and to be responsible. In Isaiah chapter 3 and chapter 4, can you understand me okay? In Isaiah 3 and 4, there was this time of judgment sa bansang Israel. The people of God were under judgment. And what happened was God... In, in the judgment, God allowed all the men and all the leaders in the society to be removed. So there's a list there. There was the, the skilled workers and the leaders and even the government people and the heroes, it says. And there's this list of people that God took out of leadership. And when that happened, the whole society just went into anarchy, chaos. Everything went wrong. And all these leaders... They were all male. Guys, are you hearing me? They're all male. And what happened when the men were not in their positions, when they were not serving and leading and, and doing their job, judgment was on the whole society. And they were desperate for any kind of leadership. They had kids leading. They had youth that were rebellious leading. They walang galang sa kanino. And what happened was even the women it says there in Isaiah chapter 4 verse 1 seven women seven women fighting for one man seven women wanting to you know they'll say okay lang kung may kabit ka okay lang kung may ibang asawa basta marry me imagine mga what if the Philippines got that desperate where it was already the women proposing I hope, you don't, I hope you didn't do that. But what if it was that bad? If, if there's no men leader, if there's no fathers, no men leading, taking the initiative. Now maybe the guys are going, yeah, seven chicks, one man. Maybe the guys think that's good. But actually, that was God's judgment on the society. It ruined the whole generation. Sabi ng mga babae is, we'll bring our own food. We'll pay for our own clothes. Just let me marry you. Ganon ka desperate. Isn't that terrible? That's sad. And, but that's what happens when fathers are not in their place in the family and in the church and in the society. I'm talking to everyone here. When a child converts to Christ, we're happy. Everyone, we're happy. 
when a child follows Jesus, it, but it makes a little difference. Maliit ho ang impact. When a woman converts to Christ and follows Christ, everyone's happy and she grows, and the, but there's a new, a new person filling the seat in the church, and it, it's nice. But the, the difference is minimal. The difference is the impact. Is, is, but when a man, when a father makes a decision to follow Christ and to convert, it, it's big. The difference is huge. The impact is wide and deep. Your neighbors find out. Your, your, your family starts coming into order. And so I want to share with you today a message very dear to my heart. And I, I just want to see the men in this church be different. Rise up and be holy. The word holy means separate from the common. You are not called to be ordinary, to follow the masa. You're called to be different, unique, uncommon. Uh, men with a different kind of faith. At work, you have a different stand, different convictions. Men that have different kaibang marriages. They're, they're, the way they raise their children is different. The way they take responsibility is uncommon. All the other men are telling green jokes and looking for excuses not to go home. But you're a man that can't wait to get home. They can't wait to be with his one and only wife who adores him. And to be at his children. And this is the, the, the biblical dream of the good life. Everybody say the good life. You know, the good life is not what you think like nakikita mo sa mga movies or sa Hollywood TV na the good life is the boys out there drinking beer and having fun and the chicks are happy for them and you know the good life you know that just ends up in deceit Psalms 128 look at your if you have that in your handouts it it tells us kind of a little picture of the good life the good life for a man. It says, How joyful are those who fear the Lord and all those who follow His ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. You'll enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a joy uh, like a fruitful grapevine sino mahilig sa ubas dito yung mga seedless grapes you know and, and wouldn't it be great if there was a bottomless vine of of grapes you know he says you men it, it's not about the sexy sexy nakikita mo sa tv he says the good life is you and your wife enjoy each other and your wife is like a fruitful grapevine for you. Wow. <laughs> Come on, guys. Get excited. That's the good life. Flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That's the Lord's blessing for those who fear Him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. And may you live 
to enjoy your grandchildren. Wow, wouldn't it be great that you, you live this good life? Imagine you're sitting at the... This is Christmas Day. And some dirty old man is in the video key bar with pornography and some empty bottles of beer and some cold pulutan on Christmas Day. Lonely, failure, defeated. But the Christian man... Here's the good life. The Christian man is at his table in his favorite seat and his wife loves him and she feels secure and happy and she brings out all of his favorite food. And the children are all around the table having fun, laughing, playing games. And then you live long enough to buy your grandchildren ice cream. And they, your grandchildren quote you, your wisdom that they remember from you. And, and they carry your values into their new jobs, cutting edge leaders of this next generation. That's the good life, mga guys, are you hearing me? That's the good life. That's the order of a, that's the blessing of the Lord. Okay? That's what I'm after. <laughs> Okay, good life is you work an honest job. And I want to share with you just four things. What is the title there? What should a good father do? Okay, and uh, maybe, you're, maybe you're just, a, maybe, if you're a female here, you see people, what should a good mother do? Okay, but this is really specific to the men. And if, and if you're a wife and you're a husband, then you just find ways to support his role. Because this is what a good father should do. Number one is to teach. Teach. Kaindi ka nakatapos ng education degree, men, you fathers, you are a teacher. The God's plan for a man is that the man teaches his children. The problem is most men think that it's the job of the government to develop their children. The government should train the children, the schools, the public schools. Maybe, you know, you supplement that with a church who helps teach them. You just, and, but this concept, and I know Bob, my friend here, Bob, he's a teacher. But I just want to tell you, this concept of sending your children to school, that is actually a new, a recent uh, style. Just the past centuries long. The, the, that was not the case. In Jesus' day, for example, in the old days, fathers taught their sons at home, on the job. There was a mentoring. And mothers taught their daughters. But a father would mentor his son and teach his son everything he knew. Hanggang sa kaya niya. Hanggang naupos ng kanyang kaalaman. He would teach that to his son. And then, when he could not teach his son anymore, then the father would bring his son to a master. Maybe the blacksmith or the tanner or kung sino mga trade, whatever trade. And the master 
would then take the father's son as his apprentice, and there would be OJT, so that that son could go farther than his father went. And paangat na paangat yung level ng education in the family. But the education was not just, okay, bala na, basta we'll pay the tuition, bala na mga teachers doon. No, it's the father's responsibility to teach. Maybe no one told you that before. Uh, it's, I'm not against school. You can have schooling for your children, but don't push the responsibility on the government or the school or the church or anybody else to train up your kids. It's the father's responsibility. And they ask me, uh, what school will you send Zion to? And I said, I'm going to teach him. That's my job. That's my job. My job is to teach him. I'm going to teach my son. Whether If I have a school that he goes to or not, that's a different issue. Maybe, maybe not. But the point is, I'm going to take responsibility to train my son. Right, Zion? He's excited. He's already learning. First thing he's learning is to say, Daddy. Daddy. So be a, be a teacher. Build, you know, here's the purpose, really, of education. If I ask any one of you, what's the purpose of education? What's the purpose of educating your, your kids? And you will, almost everybody, you'll tell me the wrong answer. You'll say, so they can get a better job. So they can, or something like that. You might say that the purpose of education is para hindi si, hindi, hindi maranasan nila yung kahirapan na naranasan namin. Diba? Something like that. You just want them to, to go up in life and have a better financial future. This is the wrong answer. If that's what you think is the purpose of education, you're totally off track from God's purpose. The purpose of education, the purpose why you train and develop your child is so that he'll learn, he'll mature to build his house on the rock. I talked to you about wisdom the past weeks. It's the purpose of education is so he'll build a life on wisdom and have a heart after God. Isakop doon ang education, but that's not the goal. The goal is to develop his heart to follow God and to, let, to teach him to build his own life on the rock of Christ's wisdom. You send your kids to school and they learn math and algebra or chemistry or whatever. So what? If they still make foolish decisions in life. What's the point of a college degree and whatever if they wreck their futures by having children out of wedlock? What's the point if they make foolish financial decisions and don't know how to save and don't know how to manage their money, don't know how to win the heart of their wife? Don't belittle the purpose of education. It's, it's, it's not what you think. Train a child in the way he should go. It says in Proverbs 22 verse 6, Teach your children. It doesn't say send them to school. Teach your children to choose the right path. And when they're older, they will remain upon it. And it says in Psalms 127.4, And the children born to a young man are like arrows 
in a warrior's hands. Like Zion. Yeah, I know, I'm not that young, but still. <laughs> still, Zion is, children born to a young man, it's like an arrow. Have you tried to play archery before? Have you tried that you pull the bow and arrow? And actually, as soon as you, as soon as you let go, the arrow will just fly by itself. It will go off, away from you. And that's what happens with children. Your wife is yours to keep, but your children are on loan from God. Did you hear me? Women, you need to know that too. Man and wife are for each other to keep forever. But your children are loaned to you from God. They are not yours to keep. You will release them. But the thing is, an arrow and our empty nesters know what I'm talking about already. When, the, when you release your child, it will go in the direction you point it. If you take that bow and arrow and you point it, it will go in the direction you're pointing it. You cannot control your children's decisions, but you can point them in the direction you want them to go. Kids, we're going here. This is, we're a Christian family. And you point them to Christ. You point them to wisdom. And the Bible says they'll remain on that path. You set them Godward. God is a God of generations. No? God is a God who thinks generationally. It's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And all throughout the Bible, in the Old Testament especially, you could see this phrase now so and so this king or this man so and so worshiped the god of his fathers the god of his ancestors and they were always known by if they worshiped and followed the god of their fathers or sometimes they would say so and so did not worship the god of his fathers and did not follow in their ways so it's grandfather father and son, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, it's, it's, you remember my father's name? Dan, it's Dan, Timothy, Zion. That's, that's the sequence, that's the flow. God wants us to transmit and transfer the wisdom and the training to the next generation. Okay, do you want to see the picture of my father? Listen to this. You can flash that as I'm reading this scripture. Psalms chapter 78. He issued his laws to Jacob and gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them. Even the children not yet born, they in turn will teach their own children. Listen, so each generation should set its hope anew anew on God and not let God's works go out of their minds but keep his laws then they will not be your children will not be like their unbelieving ancestors no stubborn rebellious and unfaithful refusing to give their hearts to God see I believe Zion will give his heart to God because I'm going to teach him. 
Hanggang sa kaya ko, as much as I can, I'm gonna teach him. And that's my role. Teach him how to sleep. In the Bible, it talks about curse and blessings that will aabot sa third and fourth generation. Do you know that? The good things, the, 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 the good values, the good blessings, the, the strong marriages, the happy culture in the family, it can reach the third and fourth generation. I am a product of that. Because my grandfather, the father of father, was a Christian man, a Christian leader, but he was a first generation Christian. I know he means to be in first generation. His parents, his family were all non believers in Christ. But he came to Jesus Christ. Your grandfather on my father's side was converted to Jesus Christ and grew and matured and became a church leader. My mother's father was also a church leader, but the young grandfather nya. So my mom was a third generation Christian. My father a second. I'm a third and fourth generation Christian. I don't even see in third and fourth. Well, it's my grandfather, my father, and me. My great grandfather, na hindi ko kilala. Then my grandfather, my father, my mother, and me. And Zion now is already pang fifth and fourth generation Christian. You see how God is. You now, how many of you? Let me ask you this question honestly. Ilan sa inyo dito ay somehow masasabi mo you were influenced. To follow Jesus because of me. Can you just raise your hand? Anybody here would say that you, you came to Christ or I baptized you or you committed your life to Christ because of my influence, because of my teaching. My grandfather would never have thought that his decision to follow Christ would have such far and wide impact. To change the lives of so many people. But because of his life and his faith, that he taught my parents, my parents taught me. And I came to the Philippines because I loved and wanted to serve God. And now all of you have been influenced, have been brought to know Christ, and the same thing will happen in your generations. In your offspring, you'll teach them and will change the world. Are you hearing me? Ang laki, ang laki ng impact when a father teaches his children. But you have to be intentional. Ibig sabihin, pasadyain mo. Look for the teachable moments sa araw-araw. Look for times when you can, you know, live out your faith in front of them. Talk about your choices, good and bad. Talk to your children about your choices. Explain to them why you made that decision. And ko anong naging effect sa It's good na merong laging open Bible, so that the children will want to ask you questions about God. Open ang TV, they will learn from the TV. If your Bible is open, they'll learn from the Word of God. At malalaman mo anak mo, malalaman nila na. You see, Dad, he gets answers from God's Word. He has access to wisdom. He gets pasa kanyang sarili. My dad is connected, upline. Up My dad can hear God. And when the children see you studying the Word of God, 
worshiping God, building His church, prioritizing His will, that will have a big influence sa kanila. Okay? So teach your children. Number two, the second one that a good father will do is he'll provide. Obvious ba? A good father will provide. God wants a man to work. Period. God created work for man sa pagsimula pa lang. In the Garden of Eden, God assigned man a job to do. He put man in the garden and said, your job, your work, everybody say work, your work is to keep the garden, tend the garden, farmer shah. And that work was given to the man, not to the woman. It's not, God did not design a woman to carry the burden of financial provisions for the family. Now, alam ko sa Filipino culture that a lot of women are the ones working and earning maybe more than the husband. Okay, good for you. Praise God, ma'am. But I could see sometimes the man is at home and the woman is working. I think something's baliktad, no? Because, but here's the real problem: is when in the home, fathers, listen to me, fathers, the, the, the responsibility to provide however you get the money. It's good when you have two incomes or whatever, but the responsibility to provide in as a father. God did not create a woman to handle that kind of emotional pressure and financial pressure na magahanap ng budget para may pangkain ng family. Men have are wired differently. They are able to handle that kind of pressure. Unless they live their whole life immature, irresponsible, and then they have to be reconditioned. But it should be the man's role to provide. Listen to this. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. But if anyone, and he's talking to men, but he says, if anyone does not provide for his own, especially... For those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Somebody say, ouch. Worse than an unbeliever. Paul says, your behavior is worse than an unbeliever if you don't provide. Somehow, some way. There should be provision coming from the Father. A good Father provides. Amen. Okay? Now, I respect the women that work, and that's good. My mom works. My dad works. But at the end of the day, it's not about who works. It's about who's responsible. And you know, really, whoever is responsible has the respect and the authority. Diba? Kung Iba ang nagiging responsible sa mga anak mo, maliban pa sa'yo. Maybe si auntie or si kuya or si ganito, ganyan. Whoever seems to be the one providing and, and taking responsibility when something goes wrong, siya ang takbuan, siya yung savior. That person is actually the one who takes the respect and the authority and has the voice. And that voice and that respect and that authority should be with you, dad. 
it should be with you. Even if maybe your income is small, at least you know your responsibility. I don't care if this button is small. At least I get it in the right place. Don't put it out of order. And here's the good news for the men. The real provider is God. Okay? So you don't have to worry about... You don't have to worry about, I won't be able to provide. Hindi kaya. Dapat si ganito o si misis o yung mga kids na lang, sila ang pag-asa ko. Pag-trato mo sa mga anak mo, it's like they're your, your insurance policy. Your children are not your retirement plan. They are not for your pension. Baliktad, you overflow wealth. And it says in the Bible that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. The fruit of your labor ought to overflow downwards, not inaasahan mo mga anak mo. Kaya maraming kids is because you need uh, a retirement for yourself. That's not, that's not love. So, ooh, it's quiet in here. Ooh. Ding! Are you there? I'm just trying to share with you a good thought. These are lessons I learned not from my many experiences as a father. These are lessons I learned from my father and from his father before him and from the word of God. So, again, it's the responsibility of the father to provide. And not only physical things, but to provide wisdom, to provide grace. And actually, God is your provider, so you don't have to worry about provision. Here's what you do have to do. Okay, fathers, are you listening? You have to tithe, work hard, and manage your money well. If you do those three things, you will be able to get provision for your family. Are you hearing me? You're not hearing me. Again, you if you are, if you your job is to work hard, God's job is to provide. Okay? Your job, work hard. Manage faithfully the money and tithe. And you'll have God's blessing. It's promised in the Word of God and the Bible does not lie. So trust your heavenly provider. Okay? Uh, number, number three. Protect. So to teach, to provide, and to protect it's a father's job to protect you. Whatever, kahit ganong kaliit ng bahay, you build a fortress to protect your family. You might live in a bamboo, you know, squatters area. or It doesn't matter how big or small. The point is, whatever you have, you build a fortress of safety so that your house is a refuge where you protect your wife and your children and your wife and your children can live and enjoy freedom and safety and security because merokang establish na boundaries you have boundaries and boundaries bring security for children if you protect your children they'll be safe with you if you protect your wife she won't leave you hello and i'm not just talking about physical protection 
We are body, soul, and spirit. Our soul is emotions and, and, and mental. You got to protect your wife's feelings. Hello? Are you hearing me? You have to protect your children's attitude. Your, 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 you have to protect their spiritual life. You have to be a guardian of their soul. It's protection not only for physical things like from a robber or from someone who would harm them, but you protect them also from bad influences. Some of you have the TV on and you don't even protect your children's brain from the garbage that's going into their from the TV. Wala kang filter sa mga pinapanood nila and you're not being a protector of their minds. And you want them to grow up and, and have wisdom? You have to Listen guys, you have to be proactive in your protection of the whole body, soul, and spirit. And, and, and you're responsible. Pro being a protector is all about being a responsible father. Listen, uh, it doesn't mean that it's your fault. Kung hindi masaya si misis, Hindi ibig sabihin kasalanan mo. Pag may pag nakamali ang mga anak mo, hindi ibig sabihin kasalanan mo. If they got in trouble at school, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. If your wife is not happy, it's not your fault, but it, it well, we know it's not your fault. See, it's always the fault of the wo the woman, right? Guys, it's always the wife's fault. No, men are never at fault, right? No, just joking. Just joking. It's, it's, it may not be always your fault, but it's always your responsibility. Listen to me, husbands. If your wife's not happy, it's your responsibility. You've got to protect her. You've got to win her heart. Help her. Are you hearing me? If your children get in trouble, if your children go the wrong way, it's your responsibility. That's, protect, that's being a protector. And it doesn't protect them if you leave and go work in Canada for 25 years. Kahit na magtap, magpapadala ka ng dollars, that is not what your children need. They need you. They need you, not your money. Are you hearing me? I love you guys. I was trying to tell you the truth. John chapter 14, Jesus said, No, I will not abandon you. As orphans, I will come to you. Psalms 27.10 Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Sa mga lumaki sa broken family, this is your verse. Lumaki ka sa broken family, this is for you. Even if your father and mother abandon you, the Lord will hold you close. Okay, and it says in Psalm 68 verse 5, The God who is in His holy dwelling place is the Father of the fatherless. Praise God. Kung may mga fatherless sa atin dito ngayon, is you have a father. See? And uh, I just remember my my dad. He protected my mom even from us. Minsan, pag nagtatampo kami, pag na, nag, uh, nagwawala kami, mga bata, kami ng mga kapatid ko, my father would never allow me or us to talk back sa mother namin. Nako, lagot kami pag may, pag may mga disrespect sa, sa nanay. And my father publicly loved my wife. I'm my wife. My mom 
I, I publicly love my wife. Love you. But what happened was, you could see my father opening the door, you know, for my mom, and treating her gently. Mga ba? I learned from that. I learned from that that my father was faithful to my mom. And that brought protection to me. Listen, if you men will be faithful to your wife, it doesn't only help your marriage, it helps your parenting. Because children feel secure when your marriage is secure. Are you following me? That you're catching me? Children feel that I fit in. Many times, but divorced or broken families, ang nangyayari is the children feel that what's wrong with me? You know, unstable. What will happen to my future? And it causes an insecurity sa mga bata. And maybe some of you had a broken family. But let me tell you, you have a father in heaven that is very faithful to his bride, the church. He's faithful. He loved her. And if you are a husband, you got to love your wife just like Christ loved the church. You understand? The father loved the son. The son loved the church. And all of this brings security and unity. So security, protection. The last one is discipline. Uh, or maybe you're going to write the word correct. Start with a C. Correct. Okay, so you have teach. Provide, protect, correct. Correct ba? <laughs> you correct. Now, correct is, I'm talking about discipline. Pero ang purpose ng discipline is not to punish. The purpose of discipline is to correct. If you need to punish your children, if you punish them for their sin, you're teaching them a false gospel. Because the gospel is Jesus was punished for our sins. Jesus died for our sins. punishment. So if you still need to punish your children for their sins, they're going to be confused about the gospel. Why am I being punished? So listen, the purpose of discipline is correction. We love you, you love your children, so you correct them. Hebrews 12 very clearly says, the, the, the Lord God corrects those He loves. He disciplines those. But it's not out of anger or revenge. or It should be with self-control, with love. I remember when my father was... Every time my father spanked me. Okay, now this is a physical spanking not beating okay he never used his his fist on me but he would take a belt and he would spank me now listen every time he did that never once was he angry never he never showed na nagwawala siya wala siyang control he was always in self control gentle yung pagsasalita and he would give me a sermon first yung sermon na uh, the reason why I'm going to spank you is because blah, blah, blah. One time I told my dad, would you just skip the sermon and go straight to the spanking? Mas hindi ko makakatiis yung sermon kaysa yung spanking. Alam mo naman yan, siguro. But the point is, if you fail to discipline your children, the Bible says you hate them. 
He who spares the rod and won't discipline his child hates him. You don't want to hate your children, do you? <laughs> so you have to discipline them. Okay, so siguro, ewan ko kung may mga maliliit pa mga anak niyo. But if not, you'll be a father someday. Okay, yung iba dito. Like me. And I, I dread the day that I have to discipline Zion. I don't want to do that. But if you love your children, it has to be. And even God, He doesn't punish you. God doesn't punish you for your sins. But He will correct you. He will discipline you. And that's a good thing. Because when you receive correction from the Lord, that is confirmation and assurance that you are a true child of God. You should feel assured in your salvation if you feel the correction of the Lord. See? So, um, discipline. And also, one way is to ad- show your children parang uh, i-model. You, you model for them what, it, what it's like to admit your sin and, and repent and receive forgiveness from God. Yeah. Madalas yung tatay ko, he would apologize for his, you know, I'm sorry, like this, like this. Then I could see that he knows how to receive forgiveness. And I learned from that, how to receive forgiveness and how to get back into a restored intimacy. That's very important. So we model for the children. And it says, fathers, don't exasperate or don't make your children bitter about life. Okay? And... The last thing I wanted to share is this, you know, you have a teach. This is a good thing. A father, a good father will teach. So fathers, kahit na wala kang natapos na degree, you're still a teacher. Hanggang sa kaya mo, you teach them everything you know. And maybe the school will teach them the things you don't know. Chemistry or whatever you don't know. But you teach as much as you can. I know that takes time. But if you don't know how, you get a book, you ask questions, you learn, you grow so that you have some wisdom to overflow to your children. The second thing is provide. And remember, God is your provider. And you're the family's provider with the, with the provision of God. So, kailangan ma, 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 ma accept yung responsibility. Protect in all ways and to correct. And the thing is this, if you did not have good fathering yourself, even for the ladies, if, if your father was not a good father, if he didn't teach you, if he didn't uh, discipline you in love, I'm just telling you, whatever father, whatever kind of father you had, God is your father today. Even if your father's already passed away, God is still your father. Even if your father is far away, or if hindi mo kilala ng father mo, but God is still your father today. I had a good father, but my, my real father is my father in heaven. He's an eternal father. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you. Ito sabi ng God sa atin. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you to myself with my loving kindness. So there's two things I want you to do to apply this. If you're a father, you apply all of these. You know, teach and provide, protect, correct. But everyone here today can do this next step. Forgive your earthly father 
it's a good time to do this on Father's Day. Forgive your earthly father and accept your heavenly father. Can you do that? You know how you can forgive your earthly father? By receiving the forgiveness of your heavenly father. As far as the east is from the west, he will not remember your sins. He will remove them from you. You receive that forgiveness. Believe that your Father, through Jesus, through the sacrifice of Jesus, canceled the debt and took away your sin and pushed onto you. When you received the gift, the flood of His forgiveness became so unlimited, so bottomless. You receive that forgiveness, then it would be so easy to forgive your Father. You can never forgive the, your father if he hurt you until you receive the forgiveness of your father in heaven whom you have hurt. While we were his enemies, but Christ died for us. And you receive that, just say, I have been forgiven so much. Father, Dad, Papa, Itai, I forgive you. And there will be a restoration. Malachi chapter 3 says there will be a babalik, a restoring of the fathers to their children, the children to their fathers. And the second thing is to receive your heavenly father. No one should be fatherless, but our God is the father to the fatherless. He's your father this Father's Day. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes right now. Ang mga salangit na lumalapit po kami sa inyo bilang tatay, bilang eternal na papa. You're our father, Abba, Father, Daddy. You're the father to the fatherless. And you're the answer to the questions we had about family, about life. Thank you for making yourself our Father, and allowing us to be born again into your spiritual family. And Lord, right now, because of the forgiveness of my sin, I just forgive my Father. For the hurts, yung mga nagawa niya sa akin, as pasadya, yung ginawa niya sa akin na out of anger, out of hurtfulness, or yung mga nagawa niya sa akin na hindi niya alam, na nasaktan pala ako, hindi niya akalain na malaki ang sugat sa puso ko. But I still right now forgive him. And I forgive my father. Release that forgiveness that you have given to me. And I cancel his debt and release any grudge, any hard feelings in Jesus' name. And at the same time, now I turn to you as my Father and I accept you as my Heavenly Father. I accept your correction. If you correct me, I believe you. It's because you love me and you accept me. Lord, your, your protection. Thank you, Lord. Nagpapasakop na ako sa yung protection. And I believe that you're not only protecting me physically, but you'll protect us from spiritual downfalls. You'll protect us from backsliding. You'll protect us. We'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we will not fear because the Lord is my light and my salvation. And 
Lord, thank you for that protection of my heart, my emotions. There will be days when it feels like a, a breakdown, depressed emotions are so, but you will protect my heart. Thank you for, for putting a shield of security around me. Thank you that your angels minister to me every day. Thank you for your provision. You are a real God who provides. We don't worry about what to eat or drink. We just work hard and obey you. Be a faithful steward and recognize you bilang source and supply ng lahat lahat ng mga nangangailangan namin. And we believe that you're a provider who will overflow such generosity. And Lord, thank you for teaching me. Thank you for teaching us and downloading wisdom that we would build our lives like a wise man on rock and not be fools in our choices and decisions. Jesus, thank you. We receive you. Now, right now, Father, I want to just speak a blessing on the fathers in SFCC. Lahat na mga tatay, even the fathers-to-be, even the empty nesters, even those people that their fathers may, I mean, their children may already be grown. But I pray, Lord, right now that you empower the fathers to be teachers, professors of life, communicators of truth, that they might find creative ways to articulate the wisdom that you have put into their heart. And they would, they would not be selfish with that knowledge. They would overflow godly wisdom. They would teach from your scriptures. I pray for the fathers in this house that they will have supernatural ability to provide the needs of their children. I pray for the wives, the women. They will be content with their husband's earnings. They will celebrate whatever level of prosperity he's on and they will consider their husband a champion. Lord, let, let there be a mentality of prosperity. Let there be a mentality sa mga lalaki, sa mga men, that they will be the ones to answer when anything goes wrong. They will be the protectors, take responsibility, and grow up to be that man of the good life. A man whose table is filled with the blessing and the hand of prosperity from your throne. Thank you, God, that you are the real father and you have put us in our positions. Bless the fathers. Empower them. Anoint them that they might offspring the Christian culture and values to the next generation and the third and the fourth and there will be a worldwide impact because a father came to Christ. Amen. Amen. Fathers, would you just uh, raise up your hand if you're a father here today. If you're a father, look at the fathers. Raise it up high. Don't be ashamed to be a father. Don't be ashamed of your children. Okay, don't be ashamed of the odor that's coming out of your... No, just kidding. Listen, fathers, uh, I need your example. I'm a new father. I need you to be a good example to me. Your children need you. There's a lot of people that need you. Don't back away from your responsibility. Rise up, stand up, be a man. 
Okay? And the first thing is you need to know it's not weak and feminine to worship God. You saw today we had an all-male worship team. Walang bading doon. They're all men. Testosterone. Worshiping God. And it's not, hindi nakakahiya. A real man worships God. A real man follows Jesus. Okay? So God bless you fathers. We love you. And we just want to see you change the world. Starting with your own family. Every man in SFCC is already hereby uh, appointed and anointed to be the pastor of your house. Are you hearing me? What is a pastor? A shepherd. Pastol. You're a shepherd. So you, you, you do the things. The Lord is my shepherd, but I am the shepherd in this house. Under the Lord, under the, the good shepherd. So you are the pastor of your house. You're a pastor. I declare you, I anoint you, and confirm that you're a pastor in your household. You're a pastor, a pastor. You're the shepherd of your house. Pastor your wife. Pastor your children. Teach them.